Everybody, what's up? If you're like me, you're using AirPods or you're using some kind of Bluetooth device to listen to your podcasts and audiobooks and do your guided meditations. But can listening to audiobooks and to podcasts and informing yourself with knowledge and then doing guided meditations and going deep inside and doing the work, can that give you cancer? Well, the answer is it just might. And the scary thing about it is that nobody is really talking about it so much. We all know that electrical devices especially the ones that are emitting Bluetooth radiation or cellular radiation are dangerous for us, but we just don't know how much and we just don't do anything about it. It all happened for me when I came across a post recently on Instagram that basically compared my AirPods to a router. And they're like, having the AirPods in your ear, it's kind of like having a router in your ear. And that alarmed me. So today on the show, I have a special expert in those kinds of radiations. It's called EMF. EMF radiation. And I brought him on the show after I already made some adjustments in my life to basically reduce that EMF radiation. And I also shared what I did and he shared his inputs and his insights and experience. So this is a very insightful show. This is such an important show. So please, one, enjoy it and please make adjustments accordingly. Maybe this is the second thing. One, enjoy it. Two, make adjustments according to what we're talking about. Three, don't panic. Just make the adjustments. EMF is easy to make adjustments to make sure that you're just guiding yourself and your family, your kids, your children, everybody around you from these types of radiations and even improving your sleep. There's so many things we've covered here. And four is if you find this valuable, please share this episode because I think it should get to as many people as possible. Um, I consider myself very knowledgeable or just like i i'm so curious i listen to so many podcasts and and gain so much knowledge from different sources but i never actually heard about you know the real dangers of emf until i saw this instagram post which in any other given day i might have even been you know just let it move on to the next post you know like we do on instagram we scroll like zombies right but it stopped me and alarmed me and i'm very happy it did so Today on the show, we have R. Blank. That's actually his name, R. Blank. He's a specialist in EMF radiation and the founder of shieldyourbody.com. It's just such an important conversation. And if you want to pause this right now and go for a second to shieldyourbody.com, he has a free guide on all of this. So you can download that and kind of like accompany you throughout this podcast, but you don't really have to. You can just listen straight away and then download the guide later. But it's such an important topic. Guys, enjoy this. Again, enjoy it. Take action and then share it with everyone around you. Thank you so much. I wanna also share one more thing, which is we don't have a sponsor for this, but really soon, I'm actually announcing another podcast. And this podcast is actually going to be with Mr. J, my mentor. And it's gonna be an amazing podcast. We're doing it also with Ethan, another mentee of Mr. J. And just such amazing people in one podcast. And Mr. J is gonna share his wisdom and it's just gonna be a great podcast. So I'll obviously let you know when it comes out, it's coming out in the upcoming couple of weeks. So I will let you know in the upcoming episodes about it. So stay tuned. It's going to be awesome. You're going to have two podcasts a week to listen to right now, besides obviously the rest of your favorites. And please, again, rate us on Apple Podcasts if you like this. So enjoy this episode, everyone. And if you did make changes accordingly, please let me know. I would love a DM on Instagram or some kind of email to let me know that you have made changes accordingly. And also I would notify R about this. All right, guys, enjoy the episode. Everyone, what's up and welcome to the Commit First podcast. And today on the show, we have R Blank. R, what's up, man? Hey, man. <laughs> Thanks so much for, for having me. This is great. This is awesome having you on. Um, and the first 
question I asked you when, when we, we got on this call was like, is this like, what's your real name? And you're like, no, no, it's R. It's like, <laughs> it is R. <It's> like, <laughs> so it is my name. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, because it sounded like R is like, you know, you keep uh, here in Israel. I don't know if you know this, but I, I don't think it is in the US. But if someone wants to stay anonymous and they're on TV or something like that, they blur their face and they just say R or S or, you know, something like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the word blank is like R blank. It's like, you know, John Doe. You, you know. Yeah, no. Yeah. I understand. I, yeah. You're not the first person to have these questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All, right. all right. So first of all, that's a very unique uh, trait. So that's cool already. But um, the reason we're here um, is to talk about um, something that I got into recently. And um, I also informed my community about this and started informing um, most of the people that I'm now seeing, like, because I think it's one of those things that once you kind of like understand it or like get exposed to some content about it you're like oh my god <laughs> right um and the way just to give context to the audience the way down it went down for me is like i'm on i'm on my airpods like most of the time it's like a lot of hours a day and i'm listening to audiobooks i'm doing my meditations with them i'm doing a lot of things uh with my airpods but um then i went and found this I just scrolled my Instagram just like a normal zombie would, right? And then one day <laughs> while I'm scrolling, I'm seeing this post about EMF and about the AirPods having the same kind of uh, radiation as a microwave or a router. They actually compared it to those items. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, having an AirPod in your ear is like having a router in your ear. I'm like, holy smokes. So this is the reason I said, okay, I need to really explore this. this. This sounds like a complete joke. I need to explore it. And I went down this rabbit hole. I found it. It's actually true. Um, I went and saw multiple, first of all, YouTube videos and stuff like that are easy to consume. Then I went down to researches. And then I wrote this email to my email list. Um, and I wrote the email says, can doing meditations and listening to audiobooks give you cancer? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> How how the f can this be actually true? And uh, and and this is kind of where I got to. Um, so yeah, um, are you're an expert on EMF? And um, and I would love first of all to ask you like, how did you get into this? Sure. So um, well, I got uh, into this through my father. So my father was Dr. Martin Blank. So another indication <laughs> that the name is real. Um, and, uh, he was, he was, uh, one of the world's leading scientists into the health effects of EMF radiation and not just a scientist, but also an advocate and, uh, an activist. And he testified to the EU parliament and to parliament in Canada. Um, and so back in 2012, so 10 years ago now, he, uh, got a contract to write a book about what he knew. And he was a very good writer but really his experience was writing for scientists and other academics, which is what he had done for, you know, 30 plus years at Columbia University Medical School. And so he asked me for some help and I jumped in and started uh, co-writing what became uh, Overpowered, which is still one of the best books on the subjects of EMF and health effects uh, and available on Amazon for Kindle and so forth. And it was in the course of writing that book, obviously, you know, 
I, my, he was my dad. I knew him. And so I knew, uh, about the work that he did, but, uh, you know, I knew basic things like never hold a cell phone up to your head. Um, and I knew why we never had a microwave oven, but I didn't understand the issues the way that the experience of writing that book showed me. And in the course of, of writing that book, I realized a few key things. One is that the science on this is incredibly strong at this point, even, even 10 years ago, that there are literally thousands of high quality scientific studies into the multiple types of known health, uh, health effects of exposure to this type of radiation. But at the same time, the sources of this type of radiation are the things that define modern society. You can't get rid of EMF as a fact of life without going back to 1850. Right. And so I realized there had to be safer ways to, for people to use and engage with modern technology. And that's where the idea uh, for what became Shield Your Body, that's where it came from. Got it. That's really cool. Um, and so, by the way, I just, while you were talking, I kind of searched it on Audible. It's not an Audible. There's no audio. I don't think so. No, I don't think there's an audio version. Wow. Okay. That's the next project for you. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a great project. Um, listen to it with your AirPods. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Okay. So there's like so many questions I would like to ask. This is a show that I'm focusing for father entrepreneurs. So mm -hmm. I'm going to ask questions, first of all, about me, because I'm just selfish that way, but then sure. I, I would have to ask about also my kids and, and stuff like that. So yep. um, I think the best way to um, start is maybe I can give you a rundown of what I went through and kind of like what I adjusted and then you can, we can get into discussion from there. Sure. And can I just, uh, uh, jump in for one quick second sure. and for, cause, cause EMF might be a new term for a lot mm. of your listeners. You're right. Okay. Let's, yeah. let's figure that out. All right. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's jump in. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, and then we'll get to any question that you have, yeah. but EMF stands for electromagnetic fields. And it's also sometimes called EMR or electromagnetic radiation. It's also sometimes called EMF radiation. And it is a force um, that is created by the combination of electrical force and magnetic force, hence the, the name electromagnetic. Hmm. Um, now, there are a lot of different types of EMF. They exist in what we call a spectrum, the EM spectrum. Hmm. And right in the middle of that spectrum is visible light. Right. So like what we get from the sun, uh, that is a form of EMF that we're all very used to, even if we didn't know that that was EMF. Mm -hmm. Now, there's certain types of EMF with more energy than visible light. And those are called ionizing because they have so much energy, they can knock electrons loose from your cells. And these are incredibly damaging, even in very, very, very low doses. They include things like X-rays and gamma rays. And that's why when you get a, you go to the dentist and get an x-ray, they cover you in a lead coat and they leave the room because everyone knows how damaging those are. So yesterday, I'm sorry, I just, yesterday yeah. I was at the dentist and I, I remember like reading about this and I was like, they're not covering me with anything. You just put this thing in my mouth and left <laughs> the room. I'm like, is this a problem? <laughs> yeah, I, I would have asked for, for, for protection. I also tried to get as few x-rays as as possible um because sometimes some dentists do it 
just as the normal course of business. And I said, do we really need one? And oftentimes the answer is no. And so I get as few as possible, but, it's not, but th oh, that yeah. that's a form of EMF, right? It's just right. a very high energy form of EMF. It's like ionizing. So then, yes. It's yeah. ionizing. Mm -hmm. So then you have a whole bunch of forms of EMF with less energy than visible light. Mm -hmm. And they're called non-ionizing because they don't have the energy to knock electrons loose from the cells in your body. And for a very long time, we're talking about hundreds of years, it was thought that these were benign, that these were safe, that they didn't cause damage. Uh, and what uh, and, and these are forms that are emitted by modern technology, right? So you have certain type that are emitted by wireless communication. Those are often called radio frequency or microwave. And you have another range that are emitted by power lines and AC appliances and things like that. Those are called ELF or extremely low frequency. So when, when people like you reach out to people like me and have questions about EMF, those are the types of EMF that we're talking about. These non-ionizing forms that right. for a long time people thought were safe. And the fact is that if for now uh, over a hundred years, the science has emerged and been growing, particularly in recent decades, that this stuff isn't benign, that it does impact human health. And in fact, as if, if you'd like, we can talk about actually all living things. Hmm. So that is the background, the quick definition for people if they're interested in what we're actually talking about. Yeah. Is e that's what EMF is. So so I, actually I have like a question about that as well. So I understand that microwave has what's called radio, I mean, radio magnetic waves, is that? Yeah, or, microwave or radio frequency. Radio frequency, right. And so radio frequency is one thing. Um, and e regular EMF or like you said, ELF? Was it ELF? ELF is what comes from like the electricity and power lines, yes. right? Mm -hmm. um, what comes from like Bluetooth, Wi Fi, oh, and cellular? Sure. So, ra radio and microwave that is what anything that communicates wirelessly, those are the frequencies that are, are used the radio frequency slash micro, and they're often used interchangeably. So, they're, they're different terms, but they yeah. often mean the same thing radio frequency and microwave. And yeah, so that okay. includes, like I say, every, so that's Bluetooth, that's cell phones, that's Wi-Fi, that's cordless phones, mm. that's radio, like actual radio, like yeah. that you pick up with a radio. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, old, old forms of television, it's satellite communications, it's radar, anything mm. that involves wireless communication, mm -hmm. uh, it uses radio frequency or, or microwave uh, frequencies. Okay. And we're like in this world where like, we cannot ignore it. It's like just there. So I think, you know, one thing is, um, if this podcast kind of like um, maybe alarms you or kind of like shocks you in any way, it's great. Um, but I think, yeah, at the end of the day, we'll just like, let's keep everything in perspective. We cannot yeah. ignore it. Um, but I, I loved one thing that you said on one podcast I listened to, which is EMF is like one of the problems that we do have and it's real, but it's also one of the easiest to, to take care of. To handle yes um so i will get to the solutions soon but first let's explain just a bit more about the dangers um because you know what i heard some not even heard i even uh read some scientists scientific like researchers saying there's no proof that emf is actually dangerous and you're saying like there is 100 evidence that is dangerous yeah so terms like that and we actually do a pretty good job, I think, and overpowered kind of de trying to unpack 
when you hear things like that. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes they won't say there's no proof. They'll say there's no definitive proof. Yes. Uh, right. Or there's no conclusive proof. Right. And the fact is, you know, what what do people mean when they say there's no conclusive proof? Like what 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 would constitute conclusive proof? Hmm. Because what we do have is literally thousands and a continually growing number of studies that show that exposure to this stuff is harmful to health, to multiple biological systems. Now it's true. There are also studies that show there is no effect. Uh, but you know, one of the characteristics of those studies that show no effect are they are disproportionately funded by the wireless industry. Mm-hmm. And this is the type of approach that was really perfected by the tobacco companies uh, in the halfway through the last century when they were facing similar questions. And they would fund science to show that there was no ill impact from smoking uh, and then use that to muddy the waters around the public debate, uh, which worked for decades. It delayed action by decades. I mean, they literally had doctors doing ads for cigarettes. Uh, It's still real, by the way, with sugar. It's 100% real with sugar, right? Like in in a lot of products. Well, there's a ton of toxins. Yeah. A ton of toxins that that in the world today, yeah. um, that all of which impact health. But as as you 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 just put uh, brought up that I've said before, this is one uh, where you have a lot. A, it's one that needs a little bit of education. But B, it's one where you have a lot of control over what your exposures actually are. Yeah. So, but that's the thing when people say there's no definitive proof or there's no conclusive proof, what are they actually saying? Because they're not saying there aren't thousands of studies that show that this is harmful. They're not saying that. What constitutes conclusive proof in a scientific context? That That's very misleading language. So is there like somewhere where we can find a summary of all these researches and what they concluded? So there is, I mean, not all of it because it's such a vast array of science, but there is a report. My father was one of the authors. It's called the Bioinitiative Report, and it is at bioinitiative.org. And you can okay. maybe put that link in the show notes. Definitely, I will. And good. that, oh, thank you. <laughs> and that was, a. Uh, it was first published, this bioinitiative report first published in 2008 mm-hmm. and updated again in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a review. It was conducted by a team of scientists, a review of, it's over 2000 studies on these questions and they present the results and the, the, the conclusions are on a nice, you know, clean page on the website where you mm-hmm. can just you can scan the conclusions. But that is that is one of the that, that is what would be that that's what I often recommend to people to check yeah. out when they're asking for a kind of a survey of as much of the science as possible. Okay, got it. So I want to I want to be kind of um, direct about it and kind of like ask you: Do you have like? a summary that you know how to kind of like put together of a couple of um, a couple of those, you know what I'm saying? Like for instance, uh, one research shows that this was what happened to X amount of people. One research shows is that. Sure. So I have a hard time memorizing this kind of stuff, but there are a few that stand out in my head. So one is research conducted by two scientists, uh, Dr. Henry Lai and Dr. Narendra Singh in the early 1990s. It was actually a couple of different studies. And what they showed, and it's peer reviewed and has been repeated, mm. uh, what they showed 
is that exposure to cordless phone radiation, right? So this is the early 90s. Cell phones weren't as big a thing, but it's very similar to cell phone radiation. Even short exposure to cordless phone radiation led to DNA strand breaks. That means it literally broke apart the strands that form DNA. Wow. And uh, what, what, you know, DNA is in every cell in our body, right? So it's not right. just in the brain. It's, it's shared by every cell in our body. Yeah. And what they also showed is that that damage continued for hours following the exposure. Mm. So this, this is very, I consider this, and many mm-hmm. consider this to be very central research because it showed, I mean, because like I say, DNA is in every cell in our body. It's in every yeah. cell of every living thing. If this harms DNA, then it certainly has the potential to harm every biological system. Right. Now there's another study and wait, I don't wait, know where Oh, can I interrupt yeah. with this one? Sure. Like, so my, I'm just like thinking about the skeptics, right? I'm not skeptic, but I'm thinking about the skeptics where they would say, well, back then it was 1990s when we created cordless phones. Those cordless phones were just like probably very uh, cancerous. Like right now, cell phones are pretty safe. What would we say to that? <laughs> and there's a lot to unpack there. And, and, and I'm happy to answer that question. I'll also just say, I, I, I don't consider my job to be convincing skeptics um, oh, okay. because it's, it's like engaging almost in a religious battle, uh, given <laughs> how people feel about technology. But yeah. uh, that, I'm happy to engage with your question here. Okay. Um, so uh, the, like, okay, I'll use this example. You started the show talking about AirPods. Yeah. I can't point to a single study that shows that AirPods are harmful. And the reason for that is because they don't exist. And the reason for that is because AirPods are brand new, essentially on the scale of time at which, you know, diseases form, there hasn't been enough time in order for us to study what AirPods can do. Uh, That is how companies release new wireless technology. They don't have to prove that it is not harmful, that there are no long-term health effects. They release the tech and then the studies come years later. And when it comes to studies into questions of cancer, which is a, obviously a, a pretty significant concern for a lot of people, those are necessarily going to take uh, decades because cancers take decades to form. Mm-hmm. So it, that is how this technology is released. Now, uh, if someone's going to point to the study that I, I uh, set of studies I was talking about with the Lion Singh work, there are plenty of studies uh, showing the harm of cell phones in particular. And, you know, you could argue, well, those studies were com- were performed on 3G and now we're on 5G. So I'm sure it's safer. But the fact is, there every technology that is studied leads to demonstrable impact of the type that we are talking about here yeah yeah okay okay cool <laughs> not yeah, that cool but yeah shocking. i mean yeah i mean cool to to understand like how this all works um and i think it's important okay yeah go on yeah next reason. oh so oh well another another study um that i was going to mention and this one i i don't know if it's fair to call it a study it, it certainly was research but it was published as a book Um, uh, but it also includes uh, published research in the book, but it's by a Dr. Sam Milham, who is an epidemiologist. And the book is called Dirty Electricity. Mm -hmm. And what he did is he dove into the uh, health health and death Mm -hmm. records uh, around the United States, right? Because 
Um, today, the whole country of the United States is electrified, meaning it all has the power grid. But it wasn't deployed to the whole country at once. It was deployed to different parts of the country at different times. Mm. And so what Dr. Millam did is he went around and he checked the all the death records in all these different places. And he found that there's this class of diseases, which he calls the diseases of civilization. And they only emerged in a place once the place received the power grid. So these include neurodegenerative diseases like ALS, um, and it includes cancer like leukemia. There's this whole set of these diseases. And in place after place after place, he found that uh, these diseases, for instance, childhood leukemia, which is a instance of leukemia that occurs in children three and four years old. That did not exist until the grid exist. And it didn't exist in a place until the grid existed in that place and still doesn't exist in places that don't have a grid. So there are still a couple of uh, unexposed populations in the United States. For instance, the Amish, these diseases of civilization do not manifest in the absence of the grid. It is a very powerful piece of research and a very powerful book. And again, that's dirty electricity. Uh, Okay. So those are two that stick in my head. Then there is another one, and I just need to pull up the exact number, sure. but it's by um, a Le- a Dr. Leif Salford. Mm-hmm. And um, this was uh, in, in uh, 2007. And he found that for people who spent over 2,000 cumulative hours on their cell phone, 10 years later, right? So they spent 2,000 2, hours on their cell phone then studied 10 years later, they had a 640% increased chance of forming a malignant tumor on the uh, side of their head where they held their phone. Oh and this God. was a very large scale study. We talk about it quite a bit in Overpowered. Um, and and it, so that's a 2007 study by Dr. Leif Salford. Oh my God. Um, so those are three that I really like to mention because of their central, their power the power of the message, but also the power of the research yeah. and the central role uh, that they play in kind of communicating the health risks. Crazy, man. I mean, geez. So <laughs> and right now I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm surrounded by this shit. I'm just surrounded. Um, or I'm talking, we're talking to Mike. So right now I have those stuff in two laptops that, you know, you know, emit radiation. I don't know about you. I have my cell phone here. Uh, I write on my notes and that emits radiation. Usually I have my iPad here that emits radiation and my AirPods here. Um, I noticed yeah. with my meter that they even emit radiation when they're closed in my pocket. When they're closed, like they're not on. Crazy. I, yeah, I, I believe you. I have, I, I don't own uh, there. And we brought up AirPods now a few times. So I'll just say, I mean, I, in general, I, I, tend, I consider myself to be a pragmatist and I don't go around telling people not to use technology. Um, I advocate that they learn more about what it's doing to them and then engage in more mindful consumption of technology. But then it, when it comes to tech like AirPods, I really advocate that people not use them um, because, uh, well, there's a few reasons, some of which we might get into more depth later, but because they're right up against your body, right? Distance matters with this stuff. And they're right up against your body. They're right up against a very important part of your body, the brain. Mm-hmm. And they're, they tend to be there for extended periods of time, right? People don't just put an AirPod in for five seconds or generally even 10 minutes. They keep them in 
Hours. So you're talking about crazy amount of hours a day. Yeah. (laughs) For years. So it's extended uh, exposures at close proximity. Um, uh, And when I say close proximity to a very important organ. And so there are plenty there. There's just great alternatives. Use wired headset, use speakerphone. Well, um, I mean, don't uh, use don't use air tubes. Uh, sorry, AirPods, AirPods. or I'm, or Bluetooth yeah. headsets. I mean, here's the thing, though. That's like what I'm, I'm you know, it's there's not great alternatives. Like once they introduce these AirPods here, it's just a game changer. I mean, when, for instance, when I'm walking the dog and I'm walking the dog and every time, every once in a while he barks and stuff, or I'm holding also my coffee and like, all the, like having another wire, it was just like very clumsy. Also when I'm cooking or when I'm doing anything, it just gets caught up in the, you know, at the, the anyways, having a wire <laughs> is just a complete mess and having these beautiful so easy to use AirPods. It's so well, look, cool. there's a reason wireless technology is so popular. I'm not going to yeah. stand here and tell you that it's not convenient. Oh, yeah. um, but, the, you know, that it comes at a cost and people should be aware of what that costs. <laughs> it's not just, life. The, not just the $200. <laughs> well, it's not just, right, because the health effects, they're not just, it's not just about forming cancer. That That's one of them that people generally pay a lot of attention to because it's such a terrifying disease. But what the research has shown is that this stuff impacts your body in many different ways. Mm. So, for instance, uh, EMF exposure has been shown to suppress melatonin production. Melatonin production is very important in maintaining your circadian rhythms and establishing good sleep. Uh, and, and, And when you're not getting good sleep, you are then making your body more vulnerable to all sorts of other conditions because your body isn't being given the chance to heal. There are studies showing that EMF exposure uh, creates or contributes to both anxiety and depression. There are lots of very strong research showing that EMF exposure contributes to subfertility and infertility in men, uh, and that it contributes to miscarriage rates and rates of birth defects uh, for pregnant women. There, there, the, 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 the number of health effects, the way I, phrase it is you find health effects in essentially every biological system that you study, because this impacts so many different parts of our bodies. And so again, you know, it's not just like I'm wearing these air tubes. I'm sorry. I keep saying that that's a different (laughs) product. I'm wearing these AirPods. uh, So I, well, I might get cancer in 10 years. Uh, At least I don't have to worry about getting the wire in the way, right? No, it's not about that. It's about your day-to-day quality of life because this stuff does impact so many different systems that right. you feel on, on a regular, I'll give you an example yeah. um, because I, I don't use this tech, but I interviewed someone on my podcast who does, right? So there's this aura ring, uh, which is a, a health tracker. You're wearing, there you go. You're wearing one. Yeah. And the guy I was interviewing, he runs a digital detox retreat yeah. and um I didn't actually know when we were talking, uh, when I booked the interview that, that he uh, knew about EMF because I was inviting him on just to talk about his retreat, but he knew about EMF. And so he started turning his Wi-Fi router off at night. Wait, and wait, wait. Are you going to kill my aura ring experience right now? No, 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 oh, okay, no. Okay, this okay. is very pro aura ring. Don't <laughs> okay, <worry>. okay. <laughs> um, so he started turning his Wi-Fi router off at night, which is one of the top tips I give people. Yeah. And what he found is instantly, instantly, he got 15 minutes more of deep sleep every night. No way. 
just by turning his Wi-Fi router off no at, at night. And the way we know exactly how much deep, because more deep sleep is because of the aura ring. Got it. And so that is the, you can start, it's not just about what's your risk of cancer in 10 or 20 or 30 years. It's actually yeah. a whole bunch of different things that impact your life on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. And, and just by the way, just connecting it, to also what I'm, I'm definitely about like kind of like studying my body and start like understanding when I'm stressed out, when I'm like, and, and I'm, I am tracking my deep sleep, uh, my REM, my uh, HRV, which is very important um, for me. And I noticed like one of the studies said that um, the aura ring is one of the safest, you know, that's my understanding too, because, I, and I haven't used one and I haven't measured, but I get asked this question a lot. And so uh, I, my understanding is that aura rings are basically in airplane mode until you need to uh, communicate, the, the device needs to communicate with whatever is storing the data. Right. And it's also my understanding that there are, are some versions of Fitbit that have the option of working the same way. Mm, so nice. those, those are the... the those are um, uh, relatively quite safe to my understanding, but I, I haven't done deep research on it. I've just tried to answer some questions because I get asked that. Okay, cool, cool. No, awesome. I mean, <laughs> and by the way, I think like for um, Shield Your Body, I think doing some kind of research on those kind of like uh, modern, um, uh, you know, things is going to be very valuable to getting mm -hmm. audience just because I'm like, I would love to read an, um, an essay. For instance, right now, uh, I want to buy my wife for her birthday. She asked for a, a smartwatch something but oh. more for fitness more for fitness yeah he doesn't want the apple watch or something like that she wants a fitness watch and i'm like okay. well let's find you something that is not so much with radiation because right now i know that it's harmful so but we don't know what so now it's like a research about like you know what kind of watches have less you know radiation but um anyway yeah that's that's something that okay fitbit because aura rings don't ship to Israel. So it's a problem as well. Oh. Um, I had to, yeah, I had to buy it through a friend. And anyways, um, so I want to say that in terms of like sleep, I am, uh, when you talked about like having the AirPods and everything, I have the AirPods at night almost every day because at night is when I make dinner and listen to audiobooks and then also walk the dog and listen to audiobooks. And sometimes I watch Netflix. And uh, if my wife is already asleep, then I watch some Netflix with, my AirPods, not to wake anybody up. So I think right now I'm, I'm super curious to try to do it without and see if it improves my deep sleep. And I'm going to turn off my router and I'm going to see. Yeah. Yes. Well, they're also just not, not using a device at all uh, within at least 30 minutes before trying to go to bed. Mm. Um, that's partially related to EMF, but it's also about other issues, including yeah, light, blue light, light, blue light, and also the psychological impact of the uh, the, the dopamine triggers that are being uh, involved in consumption of mm. technology. So, so just okay. not using. But I mean, I, I say that as someone who reads a Kindle to go in airplane mode to go to bed. So mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. I'm not, I, I'm not like uh, holier than thou about it. I'm just letting you know <laughs> yeah. that there's a there there is a, a substantial <laughs> and growing body of research about. Yeah not using uh, tech within at least 30, some people say two hours, but at least 30 minutes before bed. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely appreciate you mentioning that because again, we want to be as healthy as possible. So everybody here listening, you guys are just getting like massive value. Please apply it to your life. Like, you know, it's just, it's just that. Um, and yeah, and we can't, and I love that you say like that you're honest and you're saying like, I read a Kindle at night because you know what, like, it, like you're saying, your message is like, there is technology. We can't, you know, it does great things to us. Let's use it, but just 
do it in the smartest way possible. Yeah. Right? Look, I mean, because yeah, I mean, I'm I'm here and we're talking about um how EMF is a toxin, and it is a toxin, but as you pointed out, sugar's a toxin. Yeah. And we expose, I mean, most people, even the people who are serious about it, still have some sugar. Right. Um, there I know that that really nice uh a shot of that really nice 15-year-old McAllen. Uh, which I enjoy uh, on occasion, right? Yeah. That isn't healthy, but I enjoy it. And I, yeah. I enjoy it knowing that it is not the healthiest decision I could be making for myself. Right. And the same thing is true with EMF, right? Yeah. You are going to be exposed to EMF uh, living today. Uh, there's no way around that. You aren't going to cut it all out. Yeah. But there are ways, you know, when it becomes something that you think about, like if I didn't know that scotch was a toxin, I'd probably be drinking a lot more of it. But yeah. I do know it's a toxin, so I engage in this process. You know, should I have some tonight? You know, and the same thing is true with EMF radiation. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I love that. And um, okay, so so now that we got the terms behind us and kind of like understand the terms, and 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 we understand that there's like real danger or not danger, but like real you know complications or. Anyways, it is real. Like the, the threat is real for um, being influenced by that. And about the deep sleep part, like everybody don't take that lightly because, because deep sleep is like what affects so much of your body. So if you're basically missing out on even 15 minutes that you could have got on deep sleep, it's not like it's, it's, prof it's profound in your life. And I would, that's what I'm trying to really optimize in my life. Um, and yeah, so anyways, okay. Going into like into like the, the like the setup. Although most of us, everybody listening to the show, probably is working in some kind of setup um, on the, on their computer. I will tell you about my setup um, and what I found out, and then maybe you can help me kind of understand some things that I didn't understand. Um, so first of all, if you guys ever want to uh, explore this topic, you can do like I did. I bought a uh, I bought an um, an EMF reader on Amazon. Now I know that I heard you say that the best reader would be kind of like at least $180. Um, I bought a $35 one, which just got a lot of great reviews. Probably it's shit, but <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, so, uh, you know, reviews on Amazon, particularly for more scientific things, uh, are not really to be trusted. I right. have never encountered, and I've tried a lot of different EMF meters. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never encountered one uh, for under $160 that was worth it. Mm. Um, so, and, and, and these That's aren't why. like, because they just, they, they, they don't have the tools uh, built in to be, yeah, they are totally inaccurate. Oh, um, right. They can be, they can, some of them can be useful in telling you whether you have a tremendous amount or none, but that's yeah. it. That's all they can tell you. And so, okay. um, so the ones that I recommend, and for those who might be interested, and I don't make any money off of this, but I do issue meter recommendations, and it's in an ebook that if people are interested, it's a free ebook that people can download at shieldyourbody.com slash test. Mm -hmm. And that's also in that ebook, not only has the recommendations, it also has detailed step-by-step -step about how to do it, what the readings mean, and to really help decipher this kind of complex thing. No, um, but, okay. uh, but I also want to be clear, the meters that I recommend that uh, in that ebook, they're anywhere from 160 to $300. Mm. Um, they are not the best meters, 
because the best meters cost thousands of dollars. And I I know that no one is going to want to spend that kind of money. Mm. So these are what I consider to be high quality consumer grade meters. And they include ones like uh, the Safe and Sound Pro, um, the Trifield TF2, and the Cornet ED88T Plus. Uh, And then there's a few others in there too. And so okay. that is that is, and I'm a huge advocate for people to learn how to measure uh, EMF because uh, one of the characteristics of EMF that is obvious when you you know stop to, to think about it, but we didn't I didn't cover earlier in my definite when I defined EMF. It is odorless. It is tasteless. It is invisible. Uh, you cannot touch right. it. You cannot smell it. You can't feel it unless you're um, the electrically sensitive. Yeah. And so there's no way to know how much you're being exposed to unless you use a decent meter to test it. Um, and, you know, there's certain conclusions you can make, like if you're standing right next to your Wi-Fi router, that's probably going to be a big source of your exposure. Yeah. But there's other ones that are totally hidden. Um, so the uh, I'll give you, I mean, an example. I, I was in a rental, an Airbnb a couple of years ago now, and I, for giggles, I just took out my meter and started measuring because that's the kind of guy that I am. <laughs> and I found that there were just these massive levels of electric fields coming from near the TV. And so I was like, this is weird. And I was looking, I was looking. It turned out, I don't know why, but it was the DVD player that came mm-hmm. with the rental. And I, so I unplugged it. I'm like, we're not watching any DVDs. Yeah. Why is this such a big source? And, but I would have had no idea that that was such a huge source of EMF in in the living room environment there. Um, There are certain parts of your walls that are going to be higher than other parts of your walls. You certainly don't want your child's bed next to the part that's higher. You'd want to move it to where it's lower, right? Mm. These are the types of things that you can find out and only find out by using a meter. Got it. Okay, cool. And wow. Um, And so when I get a reading for my $35 EMF reader. Basically, the reading is completely false. It's not accurate, um, right? Yeah, I mean, that. I would say, yeah, I, false is a strong term. I would say it's not accurate. Okay. And and it does, like, say, like, when I get it close to the computer, obviously it jumps, you know, like mm-hmm. 200. Uh, when I get it away, you know, I can get it to zero if it's, like, in some area over here. Like, um, but you say a, a good... EMF reader would probably still show radiation over here, you know. It may. I mean, it depends. It, it, it depends on multiple variables, but it certainly could. It would. Okay. It would be more illustrative of lower levels than okay. than an inexpensive meter would be. Okay, got it. Now, um, EMF. We also consume EMF inside of us, right? Or from the well, the body runs on EMF. Is that maybe yeah. the? Is that what uh, you're? Yeah. So I'll tell you why. I'll just yeah. tell you why, because, because I, I went through and tested and tried to optimize. And what I noticed is I got to a point where I, I'm locating the EMF reader on my disk and it's zero. But when I touch it with my hand, it goes to the hundreds. Oh, yes, because your body is a conductor uh, of EMF. So uh-huh. that and, and that's why one of the one of the tips that I have in that book, that ebook I was telling is if possible not to touch the meter mm. when you're performing the test, because your yeah. body can become uh an it's effectively an antenna hmm. um for so so that it's so in that case the body isn't a source of emf but it will conduct emf um through it 
Got it. Okay. Okay. Got it. And um, just about that one point that I found out is like about grounding. Are you mm -hmm. into grounding? Like, are you... Yeah. In fact, uh, we just, just uh, two, two, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, just launched a new product specifically designed to make grounding uh, safer and healthier for people. But uh -huh. I, I'm into grounding into nature, right? So I live in a uh -huh. place where that's an option. And so I'm a, I'm a huge advocate for, you know, barefoot walks on the beach and so forth. That is, mm. uh, I am a strong believer in that. And, um, but there's a lot of people who ground using grounding products like grounding mats right. um, and grounding sheets and so forth. And the, the issue with those is when you're, you, you have to plug those into an outlet and then you are exposing yourself via the grounding product to a bunch of pollution that is flowing around the electrical grid. And so we just released a product, it's called the NCB, and it cleans uh, the, that pollution off of the ground wire before it reaches the grounding product and thus your body. So um, it's funny that you asked me about uh, grounding because I don't think I don't well, think I sent that to you uh, no. in advance. No, no, okay, awesome, awesome. It's great to know. And and so you're saying even grounding mats might be bad for you unless you know what you're buying. So yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Shieldyourbody.com. Just buy it there. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, Put we don't link. sell grounding mats. We just sell the NCB, which makes it safer to use them. But Got in it. any event, it's better to ground into nature if you at all can. Um, yeah. It is But, a great way to uh, to uh, to just uh, help undo some of the damage that EMF creates okay so now we have to kind of like uh also say what grounding is for people who don't know <laughs> sure so grounding is the process <laughs> thank you for reminding me uh it's also sometimes called earthing and it is the process of actually making contact with the ground or the earth um that's why it's called grounding or earthing and you do it with your your bare skin right you can't do it with shoes on because there's insulation in between your body and, and the earth so and when you do that you are discharging Uh, positive ion. I mean, you're effectively be, put, you're you're putting yourself and making it part of the the circuit that is the planet. Mm -hmm. And I know when I talk about grounding, it can kind of sound like I'm talking spiritually, but I am talking oh, actually scientific. scientifically. You're becoming part of the Earth's circuit, yeah. and what that can help do is discharge positive ionization in your body, which is one of the uh, uh, results of EMF exposure, as well as other uh, types of toxin exposure. And that in turn can reduce levels of free radicals in your body and it can uh, undo uh, inflammation or help undo inflammation, both of which are also triggers and causes for multiple other uh, negative health outcomes. So mm -hmm. that is what yeah. grounding is. It's the process of putting yourself into the earth circuit. And yeah. like I was saying, doing it in nature means actually putting your foot on the ground, barefoot on the ground or barefoot on the beach yeah. or whatever it is. But because a lot of people can't do that, you know, people who live in cities and so forth, yeah. there's a, a, a popular, a increasingly popular uh, product niche that um, allows you to do it, you know, to, to emulate that by uh, taking a product that's made of a certain type of conductive material, like a mat, and plugging that into the ground prong of your outlet, because the ground prong eventually comes into contact with the ground. That's why right. it's called the ground prong. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, it allows you to engage in the process of grounding without leaving your home or apartment or office or wherever you might be. But when you're plugging into the ground wire, you are exposing yourself to forces that include dirty electricity 
as well as a contact current, which is something that we explain on the website. Mm. And these are both forces with some real science behind them. They're, I mean, they're both forms of EMF and mm. with real science behind them showing what the kind of damage uh, that can, uh, can occur from these exposures. So even as you're grounding and discharging, you know, the positive ionization from your body to the earth, you are exposing yourself to electropollution from the grid. And that's <laughs> where the irony. Yeah. So that's where the issues with, with grounding come in. And that's where the NCB comes into play in terms of making it safer. It filters that stuff out before reaching the grounding mat. All right, cool. Good, great to know. So I'll definitely get it. I, I was thinking about buying a grounding mat. And no, by the it, won't way, work, it won't work there. It's only made oh. for the, yet. It's only made for the North American power grid right now. Oh, so no. it'll, yeah, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so, right. but, but let's, we'll, we'll gauge interest and see, see what okay. happens. But right now it's only for US and Canada. Okay, got it. And um, one thing to add, or actually to add up, just I saw a YouTube video about like grounding and there's this guy, I don't remember the name of the guy or the name of the video, but it was kind of like, does grounding actually work? And he was like, I'm going to check it. With, so he bought an EMF reader and he went and stood underneath this like huge um, power line. And he's like, over here, check out how much EMF we've got here. And he just just tested it and the EMF was just like off the hook. So he's like, okay, now check this out. While I'm holding the EMF meter and I'm now going to step barefoot on the pavement, he just did that and all of a sudden it dropped. And then he said, look, now I'm stepping on the grass in exactly the same location. Stepping in the grass, dropped to zero. Something crazy, so or or point zero something like something very extreme. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, definitely uh, great. But would you recommend like so? For instance, I live in an urban place, like I guess most people. I do live uh, next to a lot of fields. Obviously, I'm not going to I'm not going to walk uh, barefoot in the fields while I'm doing a walk over there, right, or a jog. Um, but would you recommend doing something like that um, every once in a while or part of your yeah. walk? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, you could take off your shoes for a few minutes and just stand there. Uh, doesn't matter or, if it's sand or mud or grass nope. or no, nope. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. I'll remember that. Um, try not to step on a scorpion or something, but we're good. Yeah. Smart, <laughs> smart move. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Cool. So that's, um, that's one thing. Um, and we put the grounding mats behind us. Okay, great. Now let's focus on, on EMF, like in, in the work environment for a second. Um, and so like in terms of what I found out, and so I found out one um, that, so just to kind of like understand, to portray my, um, my, my setup for anybody who's not watching us in any way, but listening, it's like, I have a a desk that I'm, there's a, 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 an electrical standing desk. I can, okay, right. It's like, it has like a couple of memories here for different heights. I use two of them, just like standing and sitting. Um, but it's, con it was constantly connected to the, you know, to the electricity. And <laughs> so I can mm -hmm. easily move it up and down. Um, I found out that was frying my balls. So that's one thing. <laughs> the second thing is um, I'm using a MacBook Pro, a pretty powerful one. And in front of my MacBook Pro, between me and a MacBook Pro was an iPad that I sometimes connect when I do Zoom sessions because I, I illustrate things on the Zoom. Um, or when I'm in a coaching session, I kind of like write the person's like details so I can like understand what they told me and like mm -hmm. reply. And, um, and, and so this is like, I, I have an iPad, I have the computer, 
I have many cables connected, like chargers. For instance, right now, it's like um, my kids used it, but my wife put it on my desk now. You know, it's an Oculus, right? Um, and um, and by the way, which I thought was so such an awesome thing until I understood how much EMF it <laughs> puts you in. Um, and I thought doing meditations in that was healthy. Um, and so... And so um, I have a lot of electricity around me. Um, I'm using these earbuds, which are connected to my computer. Mm -hmm. um, I found out they also emit EMF um, in, a, in a way. When I'm touching the keyboard, when I connected, when I made the EMF reader, like when I brought it close to the laptop, to the just to the keyboard, it spiked like crazy. Um, and my hands are on the keyboard all the time, right? On the trackpad, keyboard, and stuff like that. Um, and, and the mic. The mic that is next to my head was connected to the USB cable and it's just emitting EMF radiation. I, I bet my camera is, although the camera is pretty far away, so I'm not worried about that too much. Um, and I have this lamp behind me, which um, I have a lot of Zoom calls and I just like to leave it on because it's just a nicer aesthetic kind of thing, but it's still close mm -hmm. to my head kind of. Anyways, I'm an EMF like, you know, monster. <laughs> um, and so what I did is a couple of things. Um, one. Um, and it's like sharing with you, um, R, and also with everybody who's listening to like what solutions I already did. And then I would love to hear if you have any more optimization tips. Um, one, um, I my iPad, I put it aside. Um, my iPad is aside on airplane mode most of the time. Um, when I need it in Zoom sessions, it is here. I try to have it in airplane mode, uh, but still it's here on my desk sometimes. Um, my USB mic, I disconnected it. I just disconnected it. I use it only when I'm in special special podcast. Otherwise, I try to use the mic from uh, from my earbuds here that I'm connecting. It's a wired set of earbuds. Um, and another thing I've done is I just want to show you. I got. I thought, how can I get the desk into a position where it's like you know I can use it easily but it's not connected to the electricity. So I bought this little thing right here, this uh, switch, right? And basically it's like a, it's a socket, which has a switch on it. And now that's connected to my splitter of, of where all the electricity is. And now I, when I wanna move the desk up and down, I just flip this on for a second, move the desk down, flip it off, right? And then the desk is not connected. That's although, great. Yeah, right? although I did find a couple of things that are weird. One, I still got a lot of radiation and I don't know where from when all devices are closed. It's just amazing. I don't know how, why, even when my desk is off, I get EMF readings like crazy when I'm- It's, when it's made of metal, yes? Yeah, or yeah. the legs, the legs are metal and this is, the desk itself is like some kind of wood, but- Okay, well, it's, that's, it's because it's conductive. That's, uh -huh. so yeah, this type of stuff. And again, that's a great example for people of, how you don't know this stuff unless you have a meter and you start taking measurements. And, um, uh, but are, are you, are, are you done or is there? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's okay. Oh, sorry. So, sorry. So just to say oh. what I've done, sorry. I, so one is this, the socket. The second thing is I bought a keyboard, new keyboard. Uh, this was a wired keyboard. So yep. I, I have my man, David Cadavy. He's like a, another podcaster and he made a, a, a 
a recent podcast about is setup, uh, low EMF setup. Mm-hmm. Um, so he recommended, he said like there's Bluetooth keyboards, obviously to keep the distance away from the computer, but those emit Bluetooth radiation as well. So yes. use a wired one, but he said some wired are also emitting uh, EMF radiation like crazy. So I bought one, which is uh, supposedly not like not supposed to, I haven't tested it. Like you see, it just came yesterday from Amazon. I haven't used it yet. Um, I bought the trackpad, the, the Apple, um, just the Apple trackpad, um, magic trackpad, uh, which I know probably is not the best for you, but still some kind of, some kind of mouse. No. Yeah. It's really bad. Um, well, it's cause it's Bluetooth. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. Anything wired. So when you're, if you're trying to DEMF your environment, the first thing to do is to get not rid Bluetooth. of anything wireless that okay. you can get rid of. So okay. I'm using, a, you know, a wired trackball. I'm using a wired keyboard. Mm. Um, I have my, my time machine is wired. I know. Cause I know they can come wireless now. Um, I mm. don't have a single piece of wireless technology in my environment. doesn't mean it's a mm-hmm. super low EMF environment yeah. because you know, it's still a workstation. Yeah. yeah. But um, it get, first thing is to get rid of anything wireless that you can get rid of. Okay. The second thing is to create as much distance as you can. Um, and so, you know, using a wire, a wired keyboard, you can sit uh, and work much further away from your laptop, right. um, which uh, your laptop is probably going to be a very significant source of this stuff. Now, because everything's plugged into your laptop, it can still, all of these things like the keyboard, right. Uh, or your microphone, mm-hmm. right. They can all conduct EMF, certain types of EMF off of your computer. And that's yeah. probably what you're measuring. Now, there are some advanced techniques uh, that are possible to basically discharge that, to, to almost mm. completely get rid of it. But okay. they are, they're, they're the kind of thing that you really need to start engaging with a uh, remediation expert uh, mm. with. So these are people, I don't know if you've ever heard the term building biologist. No. Um, but there's uh, a certain, you know, there's an institute called the Building Biology Institute, mm-hmm. and they certify people in building biology, which is the study of how buildings and our human-made environments impact our mm-hmm. health and our lifestyle. Okay. And a bunch of them also go through an, a separate program, which specializes them in EMF. Mm-hmm. And so we work with several of these building biologists um, who, uh, who, who can provide that level of expertise to, to be able to, cause they come in with the right equipment mm-hmm. and they know all the sophisticated remediation techniques and so forth. So that isn't necessarily going to be for everybody, yeah. but for everybody, the two things I just said will work, right? So okay. if, 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 if you can get rid of a piece of wireless tech, get rid of it mm-hmm. and create as much distance as you can between whatever is left, right? So you don't okay. want, you certainly don't want your laptop on your lap. Right. Yeah. Um, but even when it's right in front of you, that's going to be a bigger exposure than if it's on the other side of the table and you're yep. using a keyboard. So those are the two key things I would say. The other thing that um, you you showed in your example, which is really good, uh, is the I don't know if they call it a kill switch, but it's basically a kill switch that you put on your outlet mm-hmm. for your desk. Yeah. Right. Because there's certain things that basically need to stay plugged in, but they don't need to be on all the time. And so putting a switch in so you can turn it on and off, that is, that is a fantastic solution. And that, um, I, that's another thing that's relatively easy to, for most people to do if they, if they have that type of setup. Yeah. Okay, cool. And in terms of 
a couple questions. So one question I had for myself is like, um, I have the charger and the charger is most of the time not connected to my, to my iPhone or anything like that. But sometimes it falls on the floor. Does that, should, should that worry me that the charger is like from the electricity straight on the floor? But it's, it's not plugged in? It's, the, the charger is plugged in and the wire Wait, is it, on, the, on the floor. Right, right, right. The, the, the charger is plugged into the wall or wherever it's yeah, getting power it's from. Yeah. But is the end part like, on the floor? Plug, yeah. But is that plugged in? Like, is no. this plugged into a no. device? Okay. No. So it's possible that it's a source of EMF, um, but it's probably not a significant one. But, okay. you know, if you have a meter, yeah, uh, okay. that then you could tell. Cool. Um, but chargers themselves, so when they are plugged in, chargers can be very high sources of EMF. Hmm. And that is because all chargers, they all have power inverters, right? They're designed to take AC power and convert it from the wall and convert it into DC power for your devices. And inverters are very high sources of EMF. So you always want to keep them as far away from you as possible. Mm. Got it. Okay. So, so inverters. Okay. Yes. Um, all right, cool. So what also I wanted to say is, I think this is pretty much to my work desk. Um, but but should I get should I be should I be worried because of my of my standing desk when it's disconnected to the electricity because still it has EMF in its uh, on its legs? Well, you know, it's, it's that's a loaded question because should I be worried? You know, I'm not going to ever go around telling anyone to worry. Um, yeah, but, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's all this process of doing what you can, right? I mean, I know. I should uh, spend more time each day working out. I work out as much time as I feel like I can, even though I know more would be healthier. Um, so, you know, it's about how far down this path you're willing to go. I mean, certainly using a meter, figuring out where the highest exposures are coming from, you know, approach it in that order, right? Go from the highest to the lowest. Um, but, you know, I don't know exactly what the set, what, what, what the, what, what you're measuring there and what the levels are. And um, so it's hard for me to say, but no, I, I, I don't ever go around saying people should be worried, <laughs> you know, cut out the exposures you can cut out. Yeah. And, okay. and as you get into that habit, you'll cut out more of them. Just like as you get into the habit of working out, you'll work out more. Yeah. Uh, right. It's just like, but get into that mindset and then it'll all kind of follow, but cool. don't worry about it and don't stress it. Just make it kind of a goal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. And, um, about like all these devices, because there's different things. There's like, first of all, there's stickers on Amazon that you can find, like these will prevent EMF on your AirPods, you know, like those kind of things. Actually, I, I bought them just to try. I don't see any difference, you know, just put the one sticker on my AirPod to see if it works. I don't see that it actually is working, but, um, what do you think about like all those types of stickers and EMF blocking? Yeah. I'm often asked about other types of EMF protection, right? Because if, if you go out and Google EMF protection product, right, there's a ton of stuff that you'll see. Like, I'm not just talking about a ton of companies. I'm talking about a ton of different types of products. Right, right. And um, I'm often asked about these or specific brands. And, you know, my answer, uh, and, and stickers are a big one. Because, you know, it's a very appealing idea. Like you just put this little thing on your tech and all of a sudden it's safe, like problem solved. Yeah. Uh, my answer to that 
is that I have never seen any science that that support the product claims, and I cannot conceive of any science by which products like that could possibly work. Mm-hmm. That is how, and the, the same is true for a lot of different types of EMF protection yeah. products. The type yeah. that I make and sell at Shield Your Body, they're all based off of what's known as EMF shielding, mm-hmm. which um, has is universally accepted science. It goes back almost 200 years since uh, the British scientist, Michael Faraday, first created what, what became known as the Faraday cage. And he showed where if you weave conductive metals into certain patterns, you can deflect EMF radiation, block it, send it in the opposite direction. And uh, that was used for a long time to protect sensitive electrical equipment and electronic equipment. Um, More recently, right, technology advanced to where you can get those those metallic uh, components really small. And so they can be woven into fabric and fibers. And so that's the type of product that I make and sell. Um, we also do independent lab testing on all of our products and post the results. And I show people how to test my product claims for themselves yeah. uh, using a, a, a good, you know, good quality EMF meter. Mm-hmm. So, so I know because EMF protection is not a regulated, like there's no regulation saying what it is, what claims can be made. So when people go out and start shopping, they should know that and just be aware. Um, But at SYB, that's why we go to such uh, great lengths to explain the stuff, how it works, uh, the testing that's been done, what it shows, what it doesn't show, and how people can repeat these tests for themselves. Got it. So what kind of gear would you recommend me to buy for my home office here that can help me? Um, uh, that's a, feel free to plug in your products. Like I'm just, or or tell me, I don't have this product, but you can get it here, but I would just really be happy. Yeah, no. So desk, it's actually, it's funny that you bring this up because working at a desk is one of those use cases that we have been trying to work on for a long time. Mm -hmm. And it's just really hard to make that safer, right? Because you need to you, you need to use this equipment. You need to touch this equipment. You can't put a shield in between you and the equipment and still right. use it productively. Yeah. Um, one that you can use if you want. Ah, sorry, I have it here. Okay, cool. So you mentioned how headsets can be a source of EMF radiation, mm-hmm. and the, the 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 way that the reason that is, and I just want to be clear to people: a, that's true. But B, still use a headset instead of holding a phone up to your head, right? Mm -hmm. It is a source of EMF, but it's so much lower than the phone itself. But the reason it's a source of EMF is because headsets use wire to to send the the audio signal from your phone or your laptop or whatever it's plugged into up to your head. That wire is conductive. So it will conduct EMF from your phone up up to your head. Now it's a very, it's a, it's a much smaller amount than the phone itself, but it's still there. So one product we have, it's called the hard and you use it to, you plug this into your phone or your laptop or your iPad. Um, It also includes a USB-C adapter. If, if Mm -hmm. your, if, if, if your device has that, and then you plug whatever headset you want into this end here. Mm -hmm. And this absorbs uh, all that stray EMF radiation from the from the signal, nice. so it it it's, it it basically turns any headset into an anti radiation headset. So that is okay. one 
that uh, can be used uh, at the desk or, you know, while exercising or doing whatever you would with, with headphones on. Love it. Okay. And by the way, the USB-C, what, what goes for the Mac? Lightning. And we don't, oh. uh, well, no, if you're talking Type about C. a Mac, Type C. if you're talking about a, a Mac computer, that's either 3.5, that's either this connector right here. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. The, so yeah. that's what it comes with. Oh, okay, uh, okay, or okay. you can also use USB-C. And that's true for MacBooks and it's true yeah. for iPads. It Got is it. not true for, for iPhones. It will be though. But right now those use lightning, which we, mm -hmm. which doesn't work with this. Got it. Okay. Got it. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a great uh, product. That's a really good product. Okay, cool. And um, what about mats for like the, the, like I bought this, like, like this, not mat, but I bought um, what is it? It's like a sheet of like, it just comes and you can cut it in any shapes you want. And I thought okay. about cutting it and, and taping it under where all the cables are of the computer here that mm -hmm. are radiating on my legs and, you know, area. Yeah. So, right. Is, is that a good thing to do? If it's, I mean, if it's a real piece of shielding, Matt, I, I assume you're talking about EMF shielding. Yeah. EMF, um, it's, I, yeah. It's just fabric. I mean, yeah. I guess it's a no. I know it can come about. in fabric, yeah. but if it so, if it's really an EMF shield, then yes, yeah. that is a good idea. Okay, cool. And how about if you put the EMF shield or you put that EMF shield fabric on your desk and you put your keyboard or whatever accessories you have on it? Does it does it some of the like does it ground some of the energy or anything like that? Does it even help a bit or not at all? Ground? No, probably not. Doesn't do anything. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Got it. Okay. So I'm clear about that. Next is um, next is the kids. So, okay. <laughs> so the kids, um, I guess, like you know, they use the iPhones every once in a while. They use all these devices. How can we help shield our kids? Because I know it's like way more um, even dangerous for kids, like this EMF. Yeah. So, it, all, as is true with almost every toxin, right? Uh, children are more vulnerable, and you know, the younger the child, the more vulnerable. So. Yeah. Uh, teens are more vulnerable than adults, children more vulnerable than teens, babies yeah. more vulnerable than children, and so on, uh, back to the, the embryo. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you, you, the thing is, is you shield the child the same way that you shield an adult. Um, but, and this is where I think it, a little bit of context matters, right? So you were talking earlier about how convenient AirPods are. And... Right. And the thing is, is if in a, in a sense, those are habit forming, right? So you started using them and it was so convenient and enjoyable that you wanted to continue using them right. with children, the younger that they form these habits, the more time they are going to have to experience the exposures resulting from those habits. So that is why delaying the introduction of new technology like that as long as possible mm. is very, very important. So for instance, one, and you know, as we talked about before the interview, I'm, I'm not a parent. So it's very easy for me to say, stand here and say, do X, you know, for the, but if possible, right, don't get your kid a cell phone until eighth grade, for an example, mm. right? Because they're going to be using it the rest of their life. From the moment you buy them the first one, they're yeah. going to be using it for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Now, it's also, again, I, I said I was going to give a little bit of context here. You started earlier in the conversation uh, recounting, you know, just what's around your desk, right? I have 
this yeah. source of EMF. I have this yeah. source of, I have an iPad. I have a magic trackpad. I have this, I have that, right? If you step back in time to when you were a kid and you think what was in your bedroom when you were a kid, um, there basically wasn't anything that was a real source of EMF. You know, I think back to my childhood, I had an alarm clock. Those LED alarm clocks are actually mm-hmm. a, a pretty big source of EMF. Uh, and I had a radio and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look around a child's room today, right, it's going to be a lot higher. And so whatever your the children today are going... And, and by the way, that keeps growing every year, right? The number yeah. of different devices, the number right. of different sources, it just keeps right. growing and growing every year. So the child today who has that bedroom, they're growing up in this world that, you know, you and I are talking about is already being overpowered. And that's just their starting point. And it's going to get more and more and more as they grow older. So instilling these habits, awareness of EMF exposure as a byproduct or a cost of engaging with technology um, is, I think, really important because these children, they're not only more vulnerable to to damage from EMF, they're also being exposed to it, uh, much more of it from a much younger age than any than I certainly was, and then you were, and that anyone our age uh, was, and right. so that's why getting those ha- making those, delaying those purchases, um, avoiding wearable technology as much as possible. These are really important things that you can really make a difference in your child's long term health by by doing those. Yeah, it's crazy because uh, you know without knowing, I almost gave my uh, older daughter, I have a nine-year-old, seven-year-old, and a one-and-a-half-year-old, right? And so for the nine-year-old, I almost gave her my old uh, AirPods Pro um, as a gift, and I, I stopped. I obviously, no, like, not good. Um, and for and both of them have iPhones, which they don't use for communication as much as they just use it for games. Um, and I tell them, hey, when you, you're playing and everything, just have it on airplane mode. Good move, um, yeah. And, and don't put it on your body, like try not to, and I've done that, but you know, obviously there are hours with that thing, like in every week and, and I can't really be with them all the time. Um, and right. Oh, I understand. I started by yeah. saying, you know, I'm not a parent and I, yeah, know yeah. So I'm just I can like, only say like, it's when I say it, I'm, I'm saying it like, oh, it's easy to do it. I don't pretend it's easy to do it. Yeah. No, but, I don't but these I, are the things that make a difference. Yeah. And I understand now, like why, you know. I have some parents understand like that they say they 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 give it very late to their kid kids, although all the class has iPhones and everything already. Um, and you know, I understand that that's a very good, you know, anti-technology kind of claim. Um, it is, it's like based. And my daughter, my one and a half year old, we have this thing in the room where it's like a camera that shows us when she wakes up. It's it's a microphone, right? And a mm-hmm. camera. And um, that emits some EMF. I checked it with my tester. It showed that on it, it, it has EMF, obviously, but where her head is, it doesn't. Um, so, okay. So I hope that's accurate, at least to know that there's no EMF when, where her head is. But also, she's pretty close to a socket, like oh, the socket of this thing out of her bed. And mm-hmm. I think I'll put the fabric on her bed and, you know, between the socket and her. Yeah, um, you can do that. And if possible, you know, that's another reason why meters are so important, right? Because it can help show you where in a room your child's bed 
should or could possibly be to have less exposure than another place in the room. Um, and so I, again, I'm a huge advocate for people and I, I, I don't make or sell meters. So, um, uh, but I am a huge advocate for people going out and getting a decent one and learning how to use it. Uh, because that can make a big difference for you. It can make a huge difference for your child because any damage, uh, that a, a child experiences from any toxin, but including EMF, they have longer that they have to live with the, it's one thing for me who's middle-aged and gets certain exposures, which I'm already trying to minimize, but uh, you know, getting certain exposures, you know, at, at, at best I have, you know, let, let's not live at best. I have like six decades left at best, right? Mm-hmm. A child is going to have like 10 or 11, you know, yeah. who knows what the potential is by the time they get there. And so they, any damage they have to live longer with the impacts of that damage. And so they have, you're planning for longer term with, with their evaluation, with you, with your evaluation yeah. horizon for, for their lives. Yeah. Wow, man. I, it's definitely like, I also noticed the lamp of my son, they, they have like a, in the sun, like in my, uh, in the two older ones, they have the room of their own and next to my son's bed where he puts his head is the light, the, the night light where mm-hmm. they like to keep it on at night. Uh, if they want to go to the bathroom in the middle or something, and that's connected to the power socket and that yeah. emitted crazy EMF into his head every night. I yes. it out on his pillow. There's EMF. Yeah. Big. That's big. So another thing that people can do, and not everyone's willing to do this. It's easy, but not everyone's willing to do it, uh, is to de-energize a room. And the way to de-energize the room is to actually go to the circuit breaker and power off the circuit that powers the room. Uh, so some people okay. do this. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a way, a lot of people that I know who try it have radical, radically improved sleep wow. just by de-energizing their room. But so you can do the same thing for your child. Just flick off the, the main circuit, like from the main circuit every night. Yeah. Whichever circuit powers yeah. the room that you're, mm. you're talking about. Interesting. Wow. Okay. And you can do that with children too. Now keep in mind, yeah. There's then going to be no light in there, so maybe you put in a battery-powered light or some, something like that. Yeah, um, but but sure. um, that is that is a good way to make a big difference. Uh, okay, that's a great tip. And um, and by the way, my my wife and I we're sleeping like next to a socket which has nothing on it because it's so close to our heads we can't even plug something in without bumping in our heads. Is that a problem that the socket it can, can stay be and open? It can okay. be. Mm. It okay. can be, it's not necessary. It's, it might be, it might not be. It's one of those things. And this is important too, that I want to, because we talked about EMF kind of just as a single term, and we talked about good meters versus not good meters. Mm-hmm. Um, but earlier in the conversation, you and your listeners may recall, I talked about radio microwave as one kind of EMF, mm-hmm. and then ELF as another kind of EMF that comes yeah. off of power lines and so forth. You actually use different meters um, uh-huh. to measure these forces. Now, the less expensive meters will kind of mislead you into thinking it's all one force and it, mm-hmm. it can end up picking up high levels of one and making you think it's the other and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So there are two of the meters I mentioned, and I talk about these in the ebook that I mentioned earlier. Um, Cause you, like I say, you need different kinds of meters to measure these different forces, but two of the meters that I mentioned early on that cost about 160 or $180 the Trifield TF2 and the Cornet ED88T Plus, they both measure 
radio and ELF. So you take different settings and on the meter, and then you can get decent measurements off of the uh, the, uh, the 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 low frequency sources that you might be trying to test, and the the wireless sources that you might be trying to test. Because generally, when it comes to outlets, you actually are looking for ELF, so both the low frequency electric and the low frequency magnetic, mm. and that that's where. Um, and now now I feel like I'm getting into too much detail. The point being, oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. If you're going to invest 160, 180 dollars in a meter, yeah. you know, and that's all you want to spend, like you don't want to get multiple meters, and so I strongly recommend those two because then you'll have the ability to measure both of these kinds of EMF that we've been talking about in one uh, reasonably accurate device. Okay, got it, got it. That's great. I mean, I'll, I'll get one of them for sure. But I just want to say to everybody here that's, that's thinking about this, is like, hey, like, I'm just giving the heads up. It's going to cost you more because you're going to, like for me, it costs hundreds of dollars now to replace some of my equipment. Um, you know, if it depends on what you buy. The, the keyboard I showed was very cheap. Like the ones that emit less EMF are pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, the the sheet of like EMF blocking radiation, I think, was like twelve dollars for a nice large sheet um, or something like that. So it's not so expensive. But when you add it all up, at the end of the day, it's hundreds of dollars that you're now going to pay uh, for your health. But you know, it's worth it. It's your health, right? If you yeah. need to go to the dentist, you go to the dentist and get it fixed, and it's hard in hundreds of dollars. So it's the same, right? Just go and get it fixed. Um, and I think it has, it will have long term, um, you know, benefits for at least I'm seeing it for my children and. Um, I'm also thinking about one last thing I thought about, and then we'll kind of wrap it up. Is like for my kids when they watch the phones, is they have these desks they, because they do it on the sofa mostly. So when they're on the sofa and have a desk that kind of like to eat something on, right? Kind of like a, you know, the, the thing that you put on your lap. Like um, so, on that I can put some fabric, maybe, right? Mm -hmm. So at least when they have the phone on and they watch some YouTube or whatnot. They can have the the fabric on it, and then it's less radiation from the desk to their body. Yes, right. Yes, you okay. can do that. Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. Like, um, all right. This has been such in in <laughs> a very like in um enlightening uh, conversation, um, shedding light on such an important topic, and um, and I also learned a bunch of just from talking to you. Even though I went down a rabbit hole, I learned. A lot from you. So thank you so much for, for this. Is there anything that you would like that we haven't covered that you'd like to? Um, um, no. Well, so first off, I, I just want to thank you very much for inviting me on. I, I, I appreciate you wanting to take the time to educate your audience about this issue. And uh, so thank you for the opportunity. Um, no. So just the last couple of things I'd say is for anyone who's interested in learning more about this, uh, I have a free guide with the top five ways to cut your exposure uh, for free. And that's uh, available at shieldyourbody.com. That's all one word, shield your body. And uh, it's right there at the top. Just click get the guide and you'll get the guide. And it's really free. Awesome. Uh, and then the second thing for anyone who's interested, uh, I also host a podcast, the Healthier Tech Podcast. Uh, so you can find that on iTunes and everywhere else. And awesome. uh, we we talk a little bit about EMF, but we also talk about other issues related to the quality of our relationship with modern technology, which I find mm -hmm. to be an incredibly interesting uh, subject matter. And um, so, yeah, that's the Healthier Tech podcast and uh, on all on iTunes and everywhere else. 
Love it. And I'll write all of those in the show notes, um, healthier tech podcast, and also the uh, check out shield your body. Um, and that guide is how I got to you because obviously I researched a bit, got to the guide, downloaded. I'm like, wow, like this, you know, there's someone behind it. I, I just find the wish behind it. Yeah. So what's his real name? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this is, it's been, it's been a great, great session. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, and the products, by the way, that you have on the site are great. Um, I checked out some of them. I'm definitely going to do some shopping, um, especially that thing that you just showed for the earbuds and stuff. It's, it's amazing. I need to definitely need to get my hands on that. Um, so thank you so much, R. Really, really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Have a good day. All right. You too.